Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. It's our tailgate edition, and I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro on this Friday from the Novacare Complex as the Eagles getting ready to go across the state of Pennsylvania to play the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Steelers are 3-0, and coming off a COVID-19-imposed bye week, which they are not too happy about, but they are healthy coming into this game. Not the same story for the Eagles. We've got a great, great podcast for you today. We're going to hear from a fan who lives in the heart of the Dallas Cowboys fan base in Texas, but still makes it known, very well known, that he's the biggest Eagles fan going down there. We're also going to speak with Shannon Spake, the sideline reporter for Fox this week, to take us inside the broadcast. It's certainly different because, of course, COVID, in person, she would normally be on the sidelines. Instead, she's in the stands. Quite a remarkable woman who takes us inside the broadcast team of Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, and Shannon for Sunday's game. Let's begin with our normal Friday one-on-one with Carson Wentz, who's all smiles. This is a funny interview. And yes, it does include a reference to what everybody's talking about, the fly. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our weekly one-on-one with quarterback Carson Wentz, presented by NovaCare Rehabilitation. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Carson, just checking your look there. Make sure there's no flies anywhere. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I think we're good. <laughs> you're it good. would probably blend in with the hat, a little <laughs> different than uh, gray hair, but uh, we're doing good. Uh, yeah, so you watched the vice presidential debate. You noticed the fly. Like oh, yeah. It was crazy, right? I definitely did. I had to check with my wife. I said, is that on our TV or is that on his hair? I'm pretty sure it's on his hair, but... Uh, <laughs> good, uh, good humor there. Yeah, it really was. Hey, let's start with something controversial. I've tried to keep it very positive with you. I gotta go to a different direction here. On Wednesday, you determined that your celebrations after a touchdown were, and I quote you, lame. Uh, let's go into this, Carson. Uh, expand on that thought. What, why is it, why are these celebrations so lame? I, I'm just, I'm too excited. I mean, I don't score enough uh, on the ground, so I think um, I don't really know what to do. I, I don't have a plan of attack and. Um, you know, I tried to throw the ball in the air and it slipped and went straight forward. I tried to spike the ball last year on Sunday Night Football. I fell over. Um, you know, I'm just I'm too amped up. I don't know what to do, and uh, I got to definitely take some notes from some of these other guys. You got to act like you've been there before, man. <laughs> you you have been. Jeez. No. Hey, I, I, so hey, Carson, listen, you have the NRG commercials. The guy's busting a move. He didn't show you anything that you, you might take into a post post score <laughs> celebration. Just not my style. I've danced twice, and it was at my uh, my brother's wedding and at my own wedding. That's that's about as much dancing as I'll do. So. How would you describe yourself as a dancer? Uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, another area to discuss. Uh, it must have been fun watching you in the film room as everybody was grading you out on your blocking skills. How did you grade out on that based on the game in San Francisco? I was just, I was told to be smart. <laughs> That's all I was told to be smart. For me, I'm just, hey, I never know when the ball's coming my way and I, I'm gonna do everything I can for this team and uh, have some fun out there with it. And the DB was, he was cool. Um, and so, yeah, I, that was one of my favorite plays from the game, I'll say that. You certainly don't mind mixing it up, do you? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Quarterbacks are supposed to be pretty boys, Carson. You're not supposed to mix it up out there. Yeah, I know. It, sometimes I get a little little flack for that. But, uh, you know, that, that's just how I'm wired. That's how I was ever since I was a kid uh, playing football as a, as a youngster. Has Jeff Stoutland approached Press Taylor and asked you if there's any chance you can help out in the front? Not, nothing yet. And hopefully that never happens. 
but uh, yeah, no, I, I just I love doing what I can to help this team, and um, you know sometimes it's it's fun to cha change the scenery out there and go do something different. It does speak to your physical nature, Carson. Um, how did you develop such a physical nature as an athlete? Yeah, I just think back to when I was a kid. Um, you know, playing playing football when I first started playing tackle football, I was a running back and a linebacker, and I was just always you know my my dad was a linebacker when he played college football, and he just always taught me to to hit and just be physical and be physical and be physical. I was just kind of ingrained in my head, and um, that carried on in, in high school, even in college when I ran the ball and those things and. Had to, had to kind of learn to, to protect myself and be smart uh, now that I'm at this level. Uh, Carson, you have run the football very successfully throughout your career, but certainly in these four games. Um, do you expect defenses to come after you with a little bit of a package now that they've seen it on film? I don't think so. Um, you know, you never really know what defenses want to do, but I think it's just, I mean, if you watch the tape, it's not something that we're looking for. It's not something that we're, you know, there's a couple of design plays here and there it, that's part of the game every week, but uh, a lot of it's just, you know, pocket breaking down or, or, you know, good coverage and just trying to extend the play and make things happen. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if defenses will plan for that or not, but uh, either way, we'll be ready for it. The touchdown run against San Fran, design play though, correct? Yep, that was just a true zone read and uh, reading the D end and uh, made the right choice on that one. So what, what do you think when you see open field defensive backs there? Um, do you decide, hey, I'm going to do a – Alex Singleton and lower my shoulder, or am I going to uh, am I going to make a move here and, and break an ankle? Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts just about protecting myself and you know try and make guys miss so that even if it's you know even if I do get tackled, um, it's not a big collision or nothing you know nothing too uh, too crazy. The quarterback sneak, Carson. It there is a lot involved in the quarterback sneak. I'm not sure fans really appreciate how involved it is. Can you kind of? Take us through why it works so well for you and for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I think it works well because uh, our center, because um, Kelsey just he explodes off the ball better than anybody and um, creates a really good push. And then the, the guards, no matter who it is, every week um, they, they all just get a good push. And for me, I'm just driving my legs. So it's uh, yeah, I know it looks like a pretty boring, you know, one one yard gain, half a yard gain. Sometimes we get you know two yards out of it, but um, there's definitely some scheme involved in it. Carson, uh, the last two games here, uh, a tie and a win first place in the NFC East. What has that done for the mood of the football team? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it puts us in a good position, um, but I think overall our preparation hasn't really changed. You know, I think we're, we've been excited every week to go out and get a chance to compete. You know, obviously we didn't start the way we wanted to, still not the record we were hoping for at this point, but um, obviously it puts us in a good position going forward. And, you know, still kind of crazy to think we're at the top of our division after the slow start we had, but uh, here we are nonetheless, and uh, you know, our, our plan is to just keep this thing rolling. The Pittsburgh Steelers like to bring a lot of pressure. How do you defeat it? You play fast. You got to play fast and you got to execute. Um, you know, whether that's guys getting open early, um, the prop, you know, we got to be sharp in our protection calls and making sure we're you know, communicating well and um, be able to run the ball. Every week we got to be able to run the ball even against a really good front like they are. And um, we got our work cut out, but um, you know, we're excited for the, for the matchup. Carson, what do the Steelers show you? What kind of stuff do they bring to the table? I mean, you just touched on it. They, they bring a lot of pressure. Um, whether they're bringing four guys or five, um, they just have a, a really good ability of you know getting to the quarterback and then also making the run game really hard. So um, their front is, is really talented. They fly around on the back end. Um, I say I feel like I say it every week, but you know they're they're coached well. They play fast. They fly around. They're very opportunistic as a defense. You know you got to be smart with the football. Um, but uh, th there's definitely some things we can take advantage of, and we're excited to, uh, to show what we can do. 
There will be fans in the stands on Sunday at Heinz Field. What will that do for the atmosphere for you guys on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll help um, for sure. I know it's been weird having no fans. I know it'll still be very weird playing with whatever, 5,000 or whatever the number is that, that are allowed to be there. So I know that'll still be strange, um, but uh, it might feel like, you know, high school games or some, some of the college games I played at, some of these stadiums where there's, you know, not many fans. So it'll still feel a little bit strange, but I think it's exciting just for football to know that, you know, hey, some guys' family might be their friends um, and, and fans will be there. Carson, keep up the good work. Good luck on Sunday against Pittsburgh, our weekly one-on-one -on -one with quarterback Carson Wentz, presented by Novacare Rehabilitation. Thanks, Carson. Thank you, Dave. Something we like to include in the podcast on the weekends, we mic up a player, we edit it down, you know, player from the course of the game, and a lot of fun here. We call it Audible for your listening enjoyments. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Are we good right here? Right here, right here, we good, we good. What up, Trent? Good luck out there, man. Third down, y'all know what time it is now, don't it? Them dogs loose. <laughs> hey, them dogs loose, Trent. You better warn them, Trent. Dirty load. Woo. Fourth down, fourth down, fourth down. I think I got him scared too already. He's scared already. First down. There you go, G. There you go, G. There you go, G. There you go, G. Good D. Give it to him. Seven one. Don't think I ain't gonna come get you. I'm coming to get you. Oh yeah, seven five. I see you on film, boy. Don't worry, folks. I'm coming. Two eight. You too slow for me, man. You good dog. He ain't blowing hot, I promise you. Now he's gonna do it the whole game. Hey, next play, next play. All right, gotta get three and out. Three and out right here, all right? Hey, hey! Next play, let's go. I know, I got you. You know I'm with you for that. All right. Hey! Oh, it's our ball! Huh? Hey! Let's go! Run, Booby, run! You wanna win that Booby spin? Food just slide. Oh! 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 Yes, sir! There you go, Lavin! Put on the pedal. Put on the pedal, alright? Put on the pedal. They thought this was soft. They thought this was sweet, huh? They thought they was getting an apple, you know, we, just, we about to give them a basket full of lemons. It's a pass. It's a run. Hey, we got to stop the bull, earn our rushes, all right? They throwing everything they got at us right now. We just got to stay calm, run to the football. We're going to be all right. Stay calm, run to the football. That's it! No, hold it! Hold it. I'm gonna call man, bro. Nah, I'm gonna call man, bro. What? I gotta get your speed down. To like a 75, bro. Cuz was right there, I cut back on him. Come on, cuz. What you mean? The old ride with the crib that bit. Yo, his speed like 74 right now. Man, that was a big stop by us right then. That turnover. That was big, bro. <laughs> 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 
Come on, D. Hold him. Hey, Ben, don't break. Go for it, Doug. Fourth down, fourth down. Here you go, Wade. First down, first down. Move the chains. Move the chains. Oh, touchdown! Oh, touchdown! 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 Oh my God, what a play. Ladies and gentlemen, what a play. Right to him. Do it right to him. Let's go, let's go. And you just called it. You just called it. I told you. Appreciate you, brother. You saved him. You saved him, 6-3. Ball! He, he getting the ball, y'all, on the sneak, all right? The ball got to go back some, right? No, good. Don't touch me. Oh, come on. He can't block me one-on-one. Y'all better get us some help. They, they can't block us. They can't. Fuck us! Y'all finna lose, man! Y'all might wanna go home, go to the club tonight! Hey Trent, what club y'all going to? Trent! What club y'all going to? <laughs> hey, what club y'all going to? In case you missed it this past week, the Eagles joined nonprofit Bringing Hope Home to host a virtual Cooking with the Birds event for families with a member currently battling cancer. Eagles players Boston Scott and Jordan Mailata joined Chef Nicole Finelli of Flick Hospitality in preparing a simple recipe while they talked about the health benefits of the food they were cooking and the importance of wellness while undergoing cancer treatment. This community spotlight is fueled by Campbell's Chunky Soup, proud partner of your Philadelphia Eagles. Our Shannon Spake is usually on the sidelines in the mix, bringing you the different perspective on football games broadcast on Fox. This season, of course, everything is different, and Shannon shared some time with me to share her story. All right, Shannon, uh, interesting. Uh, I'm a sideline reporter for the Eagles preseason, uh, and I missed it tremendously this preseason. Um, how has this whole COVID changed the way you do your job? Uh, it's, you know, it's a little, it's different, obviously, not being in the, on the field and, and having to do it from the first row and walking around and, and kind of navigating that whole thing with the masks on and, and just, there's a lot of other things that, that you have to do besides just getting down there and, and watching football. But I, I do think in some ways it's kind of opened things up a little bit. I can hear what the coaches are saying on the benches. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of times where you're like listening in and you're like, I, I think I know what they said. And there's a lot more of that. And I also think, you know, the Zoom 
Zooms. We're, we're meeting, we're, we're talking face to face with all of these players. I mean, not not as as intimate as we are were obviously before going into conference rooms and stuff. Uh, but you know, we're talking to the away team, we're talking to the home team, and I do think it's sort of uh, something that we're all kind of bonding through you know like we're all going through this and I do think it's opening it up for us to kind of have conversations about what we're going through and and not necessarily just about football so it's a very different world but it's um it's it's unique and and uh, I think we're all just kind of getting through it and I think people don't understand that it's not just what happens on game day that's different because you spend the week preparing for the game and generally that includes going to the the home yeah. team and spending a couple of days at practice and face-to-face meetings and none of that is possible. So how do you handle all that now? We're still able to go to practices uh, with a lot of the teams that I've covered as far as the home team is concerned. And then we just leave early so that we can make sure we get back to wherever we need to be to do the Zooms with the with the home team. Uh, doing those Zooms and then and then obviously doing Zooms with the away team as well when they arrive in the in the town. So for me, the biggest difference that I see is the hour before those guys can't come out for team warmups, the, the 11 to 12 o'clock hour or, or you know, uh, later in the day, if it's a later game, that used to be my busiest time because I would be able to walk around, talk to guys, you know, sit on the ground while they're stretching, kind of get some last minute nuggets about how their week went or anything that developed over the last couple days. And I'm not getting that now. So you have to be a lot more front loaded planned and, and re- Request those guys that you think you might want to talk to or talk about in the game because you're not going to get them on game day. Is it more difficult to bond with Jonathan Vilma and Kenny Albert during the time? Because there is that chemistry that really goes into a great broadcast. And I don't know, like we spent a lot of time together as a, as a broadcast team in the preseason just getting to know each other. How's that been? So that's something I really... I pay a lot of attention to, right? I'm, I'm really careful about developing those relationships, whether it be with my broadcast crew or coaches or players or whatever. So I am going to practice. I'm making it a, a coming in and making sure that I go to practice, making sure that I, if we go and we grab dinner as a group, um, that I'm, that I'm definitely going to that because I do think it's really, really important. Uh, Jonathan's been great. I've known Kenny for a while. I obviously never worked with him, but seen him at sort of the, the uh, annual NFL seminars that we have. And I mean, they're pros, right? We, we've all been doing this for a very long time. And and I think that that goes a long way in, in kind of building those relationships as well. But it's been going really well. I, I, I had really enjoy working with this crew. I think Jonathan brings such a fresh perspective. Um, this being his first year, I love working with defensive minded guys. I was with Spielman uh, for many years prior to this. And I just think I, I, I love listening to the way that they dissect the game and break it down, especially from the linebacker position. Cause I do think that they have to see everything on offense and then obviously know what's going on um, in, in their defense as well. And, and I think that he's just really brought a really fresh perspective to it. Shannon, can we talk about the game, the Eagles and the Steelers? Eagles have underachieved here, one, two, and one, but in first place. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, and the Steelers, three and zero. Like, what, what, what kind of your is your sense of the keys to the game for Sunday? 
Well, it's all going to start up front. I mean, that's that's every game, right? I mean, that defense, the front seven for the Steelers, I mean, they're they're opportunistic and they're really good. And then there's been a lot of turnover uh, on your line up front. So I think it all starts there. If they can get to the quarterback, and that's that's the difference maker right there. Uh, I'd love to see the run game uh, for you guys. I'm going to try to get Miles Sanders on the phone and and try to get some information from him um, just kind of about this game and, and what they're looking forward to. And and I think for the, for the Steelers, the biggest thing is how do they – sort of react to what they had to go through last week, right? It is certainly disruptive when you're in a rhythm and you believe that this is how it's going to go. And you're, finally, after all this craziness in the offseason, you finally have some sort of rhythm down and you have some sort of schedule down and then that gets disrupted. So I am interested to see how how they kind of push that behind them. But there's going to be fans in the stand this weekend. Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be a lot of energy. And, and obviously, when you have these two teams going against each other, it's always a battle. So for you, with the fans in the stands, does that impact you at all, where you can roam your, your sight lines, your, the, the opportunity that you're not actually blocking? Are you going to block people's vision? I mean, how, how does it change for you with fans in the stands? I have heard that that's a problem with with uh, from one of the other sideline um, reporters who who did say that fans were like oh you know you're you're kind of in my way but but um, I listen I, I stand between the thirty and the thirty and I walk around I think the only problem for me would be getting to the other side of the field if I do have to walk through uh, rows of fans to do that right because when I'm at like I was at Ford Field this past weekend and all you have really have to do is walk up to like row eight or nine and you can get around. But at Mercedes-Benz, I would have had to walk all the way up to the concourse to get around to the other side. So I've never actually done a game in Pittsburgh before. I don't know um, what the, the stands look like in terms of the access from one side to the next. So it'll just be getting there and seeing what I can do. If I may conclude this with a bit of a personal question. Um, yes. Um, you, you work in Charlotte. You're a NASCAR studio host two nights a week. And you've got twin sons. And... You're training for your first full Ironman. Yes. Um, so you're a bit of a superhero. How you, how you pulling this up? What's, what's the secret? Uh, you wake up really, really early and, and drink wine before I go to bed. <laughs> That's it, right? I uh, Yeah, I think it's um, – I'm up at about 5 a.m. every morning to get notes done. And, and if I'm hosting the show, I, I make sure that I have the show written before my kids get up. Thankfully, they're going to be going back to school full-time next week. They're, right now, they're just in two days a week. So I do think that that's going to give me a little bit more mommy time to kind of do some of the things that, that I need to do. Uh, but it's just about managing the time and, and making sure that, that you kind of are all in when you're all in on on this specific thing. I've got a great support group, and I always say like, if you want it all, you have to do it all, and and so that's kind of the motto that I live by. And um and so yeah, that's kind of that's my motto, and 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 I just I live by that. So you go for the gusto. Thanks, and and I'm excited though because I run stadium stairs as well. I don't know if I, I've done like 37 different stadiums uh, during my career from college football, college basketball, NFL, and obviously I've never been to Pittsburgh before to do a game, so this will be the first. And I'll, I'll run those stadium stairs on Saturday unless it's raining. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm excited to to get a new stadium uh, knocked off my list. That's awesome, Shannon. Thank you so much for taking the time. Of course, anytime. I appreciate it. Take care. Don't miss your chance to be in the stands at Lincoln Financial Field this season with an Eagles fan cutout. 
put on your game day best and upload a photo of yourself so that you can still join us on game days. Fan cutouts printed by Rico are only $100, with net proceeds benefiting Eagles Autism Foundation. Your purchase will also waive the registration fee for the 2021 Eagles Autism Challenge event. Order yours at PhiladelphiaEagles.com cutouts. We now turn toward the fans, as we do on the tailgate edition of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. This time, let's go to Texas and meet South Jersey's own Ron Erdman. So every couple of weeks here, we like to do a feature here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, the tailgate edition. We like to find fans who have cool jobs and who love the Eagles in cool ways. And this guy right here loves the Eagles has a cool Go job, first. and yeah, exactly, and loves to enjoy the Eagles in many ways. Ron Erdman, we thank you for joining here on the Eagles Insider Podcast. Tell me about your business. Tell me about why in the heck you love the Philadelphia Eagles so darn much. Uh, our company is uh, Amtech Solutions. We're a nationwide architectural engineering firm dealing with the exterior building, roofing, waterproofing, consulting. Uh, we deal with colleges, universities, uh, United States Navy, federal government, travel all over the world, um, and we're just huge Eagles fans. You grew up. As a matter of fact, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, my director. I was going to say my director of operations is actually from Scotland, and he is a huge Eagles fan. Because so. because of you, I imagine, right? <laughs> no, even before we just we we worked at the same place years and years ago, and he was just a huge Eagles fan. Because he was right out of Washington, D.C., and his buddies were coming up the pike because everybody was from uh, Drexel or Penn State that worked for that company and out of that Fairfax, uh, Virginia office, and he just became an Eagles fan. It's so cool. It's so cool, Ron, because I always, you know, back in the good old days when we were able to travel to games, I would see you, and I always was like, how in the world is Ron coming to all these games? <laughs> So, so tell me, when did when, when did it all begin for you? You grew up in South Jersey, so obviously yep. uh, bleeding green was in your blood from the very beginning. Born and bred, watching football with my with my father and my brothers. I mean, that's just what you did on Sunday. You know, you watched football, you watched the Eagles. Uh, hated Cowboys, hated the Giants, hated Washington. It was real easy. And back in the day, you also hated uh, the Cardinals as well, right? Yeah, that's so exactly right. Division, so, yeah. How long have you been go- um, actually going to games? God, uh, I've been going games now probably 45 years, 46 years. I mean, we were little kids going, and as a teenager, we'd actually used to sneak into the vet um, if we couldn't get tickets and uh, just walk around the ramps so we could watch the games. I love that. Yeah. Um, so where do you live now, and how in the world do you get to games, and how many games do you get to a year? Is there a point, like, you go I back, this is before COVID, of course, that you make a point to go to X amount of games every season? No, uh, it's, it's, it's every home game that we possibly, absolutely possibly can, unless I have some business thing that I just can't, 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 can't get up there because we live uh, just outside of Dallas behind uh, enemy territory down here. So for us, it's not just as easy as, you know, hopping on uh, over the Walt Whitman Bridge on Sunday morning uh, with a cooler full of beer. For us, it's we've got to get our plane tickets. We've got to get hotels. We've got to get transportation, coordinate with all of our friends and all that good stuff. Um, and then so for us, uh, some of the away games are actually have been easier to get to uh, because it's a shorter flight or whatever it might be. Or, you know, sometimes like in a nice area, like uh, what was it last year in Miami, the year before that in New Orleans, uh, you've got L.A. Uh, we'll go to those spots every single time because the weather is just beautiful. Right. So why not travel? That's interesting. The, I'm going to back up here. You live outside of Dallas 
And I know there's a very good reputation of, uh, of Eagles fans down there. They all. Oh, absolutely. It's called the, uh, it's called the Dallas Eagles nest. There's probably about 800 of us that go to about four or five different bars that, uh, they made deals with the bars to come in and bring a load of people with them on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursday nights, you know, depending on when the Eagles are playing. So. And I wonder Ron, how do Cowboys fans treat Eagles fans in Texas? You know, it's a mixed bag. Um, I think it's like anywhere else. Um, they see our Eagles gear because a lot of us just wear it around right? when we're shopping at Walmart or whatever it might be. Uh, we either get, you know, boo, you guys suck and all that good stuff. But some people get a little bit uh, over the top with it. And, you know, those, those people you just try to ignore. But for the most part, everybody down here is just jostling back and forth and having a good time with it, you know, right. having fun. I love so. to hear that. In, in this 2020 season, of course, we're still hoping, keeping our fingers crossed, praying that there will be Eagles fans at Lincoln Financial Field at some point. We don't know if that's going to happen. But I wonder, Ron, how much do you miss being at an Eagles game? I, I always oh, like to ask awesome. fans this question. How much do you miss it? I'm starving for it. I mean, for us, we had to actually go get direct TV just so that we could get the uh, Sunday ticket because we can't watch the games because especially if the Eagles are playing at the same time as uh, the Cowboys down here, it's you know, the Eagles game automatically is blacked out down here. Um, so we, we can't miss a game, right? So we went out and got the, uh, got that package just so we could go to the game. And it's just, it, we're just dying to be at that stadium with, uh, you know, all our friends and family. And not only that, but we, all, all the people that we have got to know that work there, uh, Nicole, Ed Bose, the guy head security in our section. I mean, all these people have become our family. They're not just work. You know, they're they're they they know us by name. We get them Christmas presents. They get us Christmas presents. I mean, it's just it's that's just it. It's a huge family. It's a it's just we, we're starving for it. I don't even know how to put it. Like watching it on TV just stinks. It just stinks. I mean, you, the crowd. There's no crowd noise. You know, we scream and holler. I mean, well, every time I would go to a game, I'd lose my voice. I couldn't talk for three days. And I know a lot of people are just like that. So we're just dying to be there. Just the, the smell, the atmosphere, the noise, our friends, uh, the people that work there. I mean, everything from top to bottom, you know. So when the Eagles come down to Texas, to Arlington to play, will you have an avenue to get into the stadium? That's what we're trying to figure out right now because it looks it looks like there's well you have you seen there's fans actually at the stadium, but trying to get the tickets for the what five thousand fans or ten thousand fans that's not easy, and those tickets are not going cheap online right because people know that it's a it's a commodity right now right I mean it's it's supply and demand so we're hoping that we can at least go over and tailgate. Like we usually do, you know, it was tailgate before the game, and there's just there's Eagles fans everywhere down here as they travel, you know, obviously from all over the country to come down for this game. So we're just hoping that we can actually go see the Eagles at least once. So we're watching every city. Like, I don't know if you know, uh, was it two days ago or yesterday, uh, Pittsburgh announced that they're going to let some fans for the Eagles-Pittsburgh game. Yeah. So we're just watching for those kinds of things to say, hey, if we've got to hop on a plane, you know, Saturday, but we can grab tickets to an away game, we're going. So what, what you're telling me is that fans, and I'm specifying Texas here, they're putting their tickets online to the highest bidder? Oh, yeah. So if you've got tickets to the game, you can find them online, and they're, they're five times, ten times the actual face value. How high would you go, Ron? <sighs> For that game? Oh, I'd probably go maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty high. I think I'd, you know, I think I'd take my fiance Chloe, and, and we would just 
we just rock it. You know what I mean? It's worth it. It's worth every penny. Is there, a, is there any consecutive seasons streak on the line for you that you are concerned with that you, that you absolutely must get to a single game in 2020 to keep a streak alive? Yes, I have to. I mean, uh, how do you not? I mean, this will be the first year in 40-some years that I haven't gone to at least one game. So, yeah, I don't care if it's an away game, a home game. You know, I'm waiting for uh, Pat Jeffries up there to call me and say, hey, uh, you know, your your tickets are available for this weekend. Do you want them? Absolutely. We're coming up. So I got to go to at least one game. Well, Ron, I hope at some point this season Pat gives you the phone call and yeah. gives you the good news. We're all, we're all hopeful of that. In the meantime... We love the we love hearing from all fans around the country, and stories like yours warm my heart because it's always a pleasure to see you and Chloe on the road. And you guys have such a great attitude about loving the Eagles and enjoy it so much. And after all, that's what it's all about, right? That's it, absolutely. You know, like I said, it's just a big giant traveling family, if you will. Right? We all have the same mission. We want to just see the Eagles just win every game if we can. That's exactly right. Now, last question: Super Bowl. Where were you? How did you enjoy it? How did you celebrate? Uh, freezing my butt off was it negative five? I think it was that day. Um, was there with Chloe. We were forty yard line, twenty five rows up, surrounded by Eagles fans. Um, I had one Patriots fan next to me um, who said it was his first Super Bowl, and I had to afterwards obviously say, "I think you picked the wrong one to go to for your first one." Um, and it was just a, a moment. We, we've got a picture, where, you know, when the confetti went off. Um, I was screaming and hollering because we all took a few seconds for the, the ball to drop, if you will, and for everybody to look around and go, did this really just happen? And the goosebumps and the screaming and the hollering, and it was just a huge party. It was fantastic. Ron, that's a beautiful moment to always, yeah. always yeah. cherish. Absolutely. And let's go get another one or another one and another one. You know, let's get greedy, man. That's hey, it. Hey, hey, Ron, thanks so much for joining the Eagles Insider Podcast. You got it, Dave. Thank you very much. Have a good one. You take care. Thank you. All right, of course, the tailgate edition is never complete without a word from Mad Money's Jim Cramer. Yeah, Carson Wentz was smiling during our interview. He's been smiling quite a bit lately, and Jim has noticed. I'm Jim Cramer, and welcome to my world. You need to get in the game. Go out of business, and he's nuts. They're nuts. They know nothing. I always like to say there's a bull market somewhere. Mad money. You can't afford to miss it. Hey, I'm Kramer. I watched the games with my wife, Lisa. Here's what she said to me. She goes, he's smiling. He's smiling. He's smiling the way he used to. Yes, we're talking about Wentz. And when I see that smile, I say, look out, Steelers. When the, when the Eagles are playing for pride. When everyone's written them off, when a whole city that is so fickle has decided that they're all just a bunch of losers, there's nothing like playing with a smile on your face saying, you know what, I got nothing to lose. And how about these new guys? I love the when Merle said, boom, don't forget, that's a name you got to remember. I love Googling guys who do pick sixes and say, that guy is coming back. Do I know that Old Dominion even has a football program for a great wide receiver? No. This is all happening. It's happening right now, and no one believes. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people just say, you know what, they're up against the Steelers. The Steelers' defense is so unbelievable. It's just going to be another one that shows you that was one and done against the Niners. Well, I've got to tell you something. Here's what I look at. As long as I see that smile on Wentz's face, it's 2017. It's so much fun. I cannot wait till Sunday. 
And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, Tailgate Edition, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Insider Dave Spadaro with you. Reminder that the game begins at 1 o'clock. Our coverage on Sunday begins at 12.15. Our kickoff show on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and all of our digital platforms, presented by Exalta, starts at 12.15. And then our postgame show, presented by Rico, immediately after the game from Heinz Field. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Trevor Hayes, and Ray Doyle for all of their work here. Thanks to all of you for joining. If you have a moment to give us a little review there, we appreciate it very much. I'm Insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining, everybody. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, and fly, Eagles, fly. A big one on Sunday in Pittsburgh. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! We want you to know about all the podcasts in the Eagles network of podcasts. So make sure you tune in to not only this Eagles Insider podcast three times a week, but make sure you subscribe and listen to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast every Tuesday and Thursday, our Journey to the Draft podcast Tuesday and Thursday, and our Eagles Update podcasts, which give you the news in a flash Monday through Saturday throughout this 2020 season. Sign up, subscribe, and listen to our Eagles network of podcasts.